1: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
2: So, Auntie, and I am not going to attempt to say his last name, because it's Finnish. Auntie is from Finland, and he runs, pretty much wears all the hats, Of the Finnish Game Foundation. The Finnish Game Foundation was started back in the 50s as a wildlife research agency foundation and sort of lost its way a little bit, but has now found new legs, new inspiration under Auntie. And so Auntie and I have been chatting over email and through some video conference calls about the work that they're doing. They're doing some amazing work investing in the land specifically for wetlands and duck restoration. But I wanted to have a general conversation with Auntie about Finnish hunting, thoughts, perceptions, how they do things, because I think it's just a cool way to understand hunting culture of another country. If you enjoy understanding, learning about hunting culture of a different country, then this podcast is for you, and maybe it inspires you to put Finland on the bucket list in terms of where you need to go hunt. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting.
1: It brings awareness to, to non-hunters that it's, it's more than just
2: killing animals.
0: How do I start it?
2: Brittany, my name my, is my, oh. Does my hair look okay it's fantastic. my name is Mike Axelrod start again yeah I hated it too <laughs> Braxton, <laughs> you said something in the car to me you said that you were living on borrowed time hmm. there's a perception around who hunters are what we're supposed to be and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter Okay, good. Yeah, I got a cup of coffee. Wonderful. It is It's 5:27 okay. in the morning.
1: Did you go to work out already?
2: I have. Yeah, I've had my workout this morning. Okay. <laughs> what did you do? Um Uh on these kinds of mornings, I like to do a weighted ruck. Okay. You know what that is? No. So a ruck is essentially a weighted walk. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. It's been known to be very good for sort of musculature, uh, for your tendons, uh, for cardiovascular. Um, Yeah, it's just known for good. um, It's just a good workout. It doesn't strain anything. I hate running. I don't run anymore. Okay. Um, And I mix it with my mountain bike. So, And on mornings like this when I have to podcast. I, um, it's just a good 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I walk in the door 10 minutes before the podcast, brew a cup of coffee and, uh, off we go. And we speak to people all around the world. And, uh, here we are. I think this is our probably third podcast because we've had a couple of podcasts with Alexi, um, in Finland. Yeah. So, auntie, welcome to the Blood Origins podcast, finally. Thank Holy you. smokes! How long has it taken us to get together? Nice to be here. I think it's been uh, months,
1: few My- months, maybe a couple more. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. It's good to be here. Finally,
2: we are here. We are here, and we're both extremely busy because we both are essentially. What I don't want to, I don't want to mess up. But Auntie, what what is your title? Uh. uh Project manager is is uh, I have two titles.
1: I have a a title slash title. Um, I'm working as a project manager for for this foundation's uh, fundraising project, and at the same time, I'm uh, I'm managing the whole foundation, which sounds pretty cool. It, uh, I've seen people use CEO in these kind of <laughs> titles, but now when I'm the only <laughs> employer of the. Uh, <laughs> Of the foundation, it's, uh, it's not really that cool.
2: <laughs> so essentially, you are a, a man of many, wearing many hats. Yes. You manage projects, you raise money for the projects, mm-hmm. and then you pretty much manage the entire quote-unquote foundation. Yeah. That's... So what is the foundation? Because I I, that's what I, I know it, but our listeners would be interested. What, what kind of foundation do you run in Finland, are well, um, this foundation is, is pretty old for,
1: in our scale. Um, Finnish Game Foundation was um, established in 1942 uh, for developing and uh, doing uh, Finnish game animal research. Um, and it kept on going like 20 years. We had our own uh, research facilities and we had own uh, research people employed before. Um, Finnish government built uh, nationalized Finnish uh, institutes of uh, wildlife, uh, what do okay. you call it?
2: Natural resources like the, and everything. Yeah, yeah like the, 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 the natural resources department of yeah. Finland. Pretty
1: much, yes. At, at that time, um, because it was all nationalized, we, we had to sell everything we had uh, related to the um, game management research. Uh, and then for decades, the only thing we did uh, not the only thing we did. It was it was a uh, good thing to do. What we, what we did, we published the Finnish uh, Suomen Rista publication, which is a Finnish uh, wildlife-related uh, s- scientific um, publication. And, and then okay. we uh, granted a, um, what do you call these grants to the students yep. that are that are uh, researching uh, game animals. Uh, and we did that for decades before like three years ago four years ago uh the 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 rules of the foundation were changed to allow the foundation to start this kind of approach project work that i'm doing now and now we have got back to where we kind of started uh right now the foundation is trying to branch itself um to fundraising for habitat restoration in finland Uh from
2: the private sector and that's what i what I'm doing here. How how is the Finnish landscape in terms of philanthropy? You know, philanthropy essentially. Are they philanthropic people? Are the Finnish people willing to give? Um, my perspective to this is pretty narrow. Still, I've done this
1: for two years, maybe, and uh, at, le- at least the first year was just like building walks. You know, building yep, websites, yep. building infrastructure, and everything. But I, I from my perspective. When it comes to hunters, uh, they do not uh, they do n- do not give away money pretty easily. Right. Um, we're living in the in, in the harsh northern Europe where everything is you have to work for everything. It, it, it's kind of a joke, But actually, I think the money here is it's, it's tighter than it probably is in many other places in the world. Uh, yeah. And We have a lot to do. We have to
2: work really much to, to make people open up their purses. Uh, uh. So, the Finnish Game Foundation, pro-hunting organization? Yes. Built on the Foundation of Hunters?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's built on the five... Uh, actually, it was founded by the Finnish Hunters Association and the former, or, or, which still is, the... Um, what do you call it, Ministry of uh, Forestry and Agriculture here in Finland. So the Ministry of Forestry and Agriculture and Finnish Hunters Association uh, built this foundation in 1942. And and now in the Board of Trustees, we also have the Finnish Wildlife Institution, the Finnish Institution of Natural Resources, uh, the institution governing all the forest uh, equity we have in Finland. so it's kind of, it's, it's built by the hunters. I would say so.
2: Is the Finnish Hunting Association, Hunters Association still a thing today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There have been, uh, there has been a, um, what do you call it, the, the kind of separation of the Finnish Hunters Association we had in 1942. It's not the same that it's, it's nowadays, uh, but still, the, the focus on, is is on the hunting. They are governing kind of the doing the work for hunters, and then we have the Finnish Wildlife Institution, who is working for to manifest uh, whatever the legislation is from the Ministry of Forestry and Agriculture. And you know it's it's been divided into, but they're still around. Both yeah. really important pieces of Finnish hunting,
2: Antti. Uh... Do you hunt yourself? Yes.
1: As much as you, I ever can.
2: As much as you can. Yeah. For people who, like, are completely unfamiliar with what you can hunt in Finland, what, what are the things that people can hunt in Finland? Um, we have a long
1: country from, from south to north, at least in, in, in European perspective. How long is Finland? 1,200 kilometers, I
2: suppose, something like that. So it's about... I think the width of Texas is 900 miles or 980 miles. Yeah, we're a little bit shorter, but shorter. But it yeah. gets a good comparison of like how long. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and, and uh, what we hunt in, in the south is not what we hunt in the north. Uh, pretty much in the northern parts, it's uh, much like moose, uh, uh, capro group black crows. Willow grouse, birds, a lot of birds, a bear um in the southern you have parts, bear? black bear, brown bear, brown bear, yeah
2: uh, and, and uh, you can still hunt brown bear in Finland? yeah, yeah, we do. How but, do they hunt brown bear How do they hunt bears in Finland? uh, depending on the place, but
1: mostly on the southern parts of the Finland and the eastern uh, like Karelia northern Karelia, when we go up to some about a little bit over the halfway of of, of Finland. Uh, it's usually done by like uh, groups of men and and uh, uh, dogs. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then w- the the further north we go, the kind of the hunting groups uh, they they get smaller and it might be just like one man and one dog after a bear. Yeah. But there's not much as as I know that in North America people hunt bears so like uh, glassing.
2: Uh, and uh, prince- it, yeah in the spring it's it's a spot and stalk type activity when the bears come out of hibernation and they're on the slopes, the green slopes yeah, but hound hunting for bears is a pretty big tradition still in in America, and it's 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 quite surprising that hound there is hound hunting for bears in finland yeah. um makes me consider that there's a potentially like international story of like bear hunting and dogs we're we're finishing right now a documentary on mountain lions yeah. and dogs yeah
1: uh, I, I, this is a, a partially a joke but also there's a lot of truth in this seems to me that that everything you can hunt is hunted by dogs <laughs> in, in, mm-hmm. oh, hunted with dogs in finland mm-hmm. and and um dogs are, are really big part
2: of the hunting culture in here. It, it doesn't mean that people Do you don't you think hunt. it's traditional? Is that one of the most traditional methods in Finland to hunt? Depending on the species,
1: but if we take like a Finnish spitz, which is a small uh, pointed ear um, barking dog, Suomen pystukor, our national dog, it's been around okay. for forever. It's like an ancient breed. You can, you can, find, a, uh, you can find material of, of that kind of dogs being used
2: Okay, and that's a, a a a a specific Finnish style Finnish breed, and I think I've seen this in in videos. Uh, if I go back to the Finnish
1: breed, our national dog, the pointed yeah. are the pointed, pointed ear, a small, um, and they br- use
2: it for everything, right, Auntie?
1: Yeah, it's been used for everything. Now it's it's more like a uh, like a game bird dog. For, for forest birds, capricallis and black grouse, but it's been used for, for moose
2: as well. I don't know about the bears, but, but yeah. Huh. Interesting. They, yeah. So you can hunt bears. What else? Capercaillie you've told us all about the, the different bird species. Yeah. Capricallis,
1: black grouse, willow grouse, hazel grouse, um, moose. Then we have the forest reindeers. That have their population like the caribou, okay, pretty close to caribous, but their um, their population declined really much. It's it's kind of uh, went extinct, I think, after the Second World War. But now okay. we have the population back here again. It's now a few thousands of animals in Finland, but they're uh, trying to you know um, what do you call them take take it to the other places in Finland as sure. well to spread it around. What, um...
2: What That story of the reindeer, mm. auntie, who was, who was behind that resurgence? Uh, behind taking it into extinction? No, you know, well, what do you mean? Both. Taking it into, like, so let me, I, I'm sort of asking the question because we've had obviously something very similar happen mm. in the United States. Yeah. In the turn of the century, a lot of our species, elk, antelope, turkeys, mm. white-tailed deer were pretty much wiped out. Yeah from a consumer um, supply perspective, right? Supplying meat to the armies, supplying meat to the city centers. And sportsmen stood up and hunters stood up and said, "Mm, we need to stop this and enacted laws and regulations on themselves um, as well as through the federal government to create mechanisms to create... Population increases of all those animals, and today, yeah. the only reason we have amazing elk, amazing antelope, amazing turkeys, amazing whitetailed deer, is because of hunters. Actually, the story is uh, is really similar here.
1: Uh, that the, the animals were hunted down for for food. Uh, the legislation for hunting wasn't really good, or the, there wasn't uh, really specific hunting regulations uh, when we if we're talking about like. Uh, 1800s. Now, when we get to 1900s and the Second World War ages, uh, that's when our hunting regula- regulation started to build up. And uh, that's also when the conservation thoughts uh, arised. And uh, those are kind of the turning points when, when this animal uh, population started to grow again. If we think about the moose, I don't remember how many moose we hunt here in like 100,000 or something. Maybe a year. Uh, if we go back 100 years to 1920 something, 1915 or something, uh, I've heard that the moose population in Finland was evaluated to be in some tens of animals.
2: Tens of animals some or tens, tens of thousands?
1: Tens, some tens. Like uh, wow. 30, 40, something like this. Uh, this wow. Is, this is what I've read. And how
2: many are you taking a year right now?
1: 100,000. Wow. Yeah. I, I might be off the, off the numbers like 20,000 or something, but anyhow, anyhow, okay. uh, and uh, what, what happened is that they uh, started to, in the legislation, uh, there was um, moose hunting, um, you know, hunting seasons were, were introdu- introduced. Um, the moose were, uh, what do you call it? You can hunt them for, for years. And uh, uh, they were—I uh, know—they were fenced around. You Couldn't
2: hunt them. You couldn't hunt them.
1: No, no, it was—it uh, was forbidden for for. Yeah, years. A
2: moratorium. Yeah, a moratorium yeah. on hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, then when when they which were... is needed, right? Let's be honest. Yeah. As hunters, if there's a population that needs help, mm. we shouldn't be hunting them. Absolutely.
1: That's 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 how it goes. If you're if you're hunting down the last animals, what you what you left with? Uh, exactly. Uh, in case of the forest reindeer. They were hunted down, but uh, what, what, what was lucky that there was a, uh, a pretty healthy population of them uh, on the other side of the Eastern border in the Russia. And uh, I think in the last some decades, I don't remember the years, uh, they started to migrate back to the Finland I mean, and uh, that population was uh, really carefully managed. And and now we have something that that it's it's still now it's they are hunted, but they're really carefully harvested, like Uh some tens of animals, I guess. Uh Maximum Uh one hundred, I would say. Uh I can check the numbers. But anyhow,
2: you have deer in Finland.
1: Then we have white-tailed deer. Yeah, white-tailed deer were introduced here, brought from North America in the early 1900s, and now. I would say it's one of the most significant game animal What comes to the ungulates here, um, next to the moose. I think our harvest numbers with the white-tailed deer are about the same as, as with the moose, maybe 100,000 animals per year. Again, interesting, yeah.
2: So if you went, if Auntie got a, a, a license to hunt white-tailed deer, what, what is on your license, Auntie? Like, how many animals can you take? male, female? Eh. Describe that? Uh, it works differently than
1: it works in the in, in United States, for example. Okay. What we have, we have, um, we have to have the minimum surface area of 500 hectares to apply for, uh, to apply for the tags or the licenses. Is there
2: uh, no public land that you can hunt in Finland, Auntie?
1: There is, but on those okay. lands... Uh, There's no white tail, or if there is, it's being rented to some somebody else. On public public lands, you can hunt uh, moose and the game birds, small small. uh, Gotcha. Yeah, small animals. Uh, But anyhow, because we have the minimum surface areas, uh, there are lots of hunting clubs, clubs of people having the surface adding it up to get over the minimum amounts and then getting the licenses and spreading them to the club. That's like a really rough example how it works. Myself, uh, I, I am a part of a um, hunting club here in, in the near the capital area. Uh, we have something like 1000 hectares of land and, okay. and then we add our land to the lands and the hunting clubs around and we kind of form uh, a common area that applies for the licenses, and uh, then it's, uh, the licenses are spread around the clubs that are within the, the same common license entity, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and now when I'm a member of the club, I know that, okay, we have like 15 uh, white-tailed deer licenses, and uh, everybody as a member of the club can go and hunt the deer. And whenever you shoot a deer, uh, it's just taken off the, from the club's licenses. And yeah, there's Are
2: there more than 15 people in your club? Yes. I would assume?
1: Yeah. I would say in the group that Hans White in my club, there's um, 30 people. So there's not enough something. tags for everyone? No. Although in the 15 licenses, we have part of them are bucks, part of them are does, and part of them are uh. phones. And actually two phones equal to one license so if we have like 15 licenses we have uh let's say six adults and we send then the rest are how how much 12 forms
2: i was i'm calculating really fast and bad (laughs) anyhow you get the get the idea so it's not just one deer per license is what you're saying there's multiple deer yeah gender and age on each license yeah and in, in my club, I
1: would say approximately the average is like one animal per hunter. But then the hunter activity, is, is, it's, it's really it varies really much. So people like me who, who try to uh, sit around outdoor as much as I can, I, I usually hunt more than one animal, more than one white tail from, from our club's area per year. And some people might just go around and sit for one or two evenings. And yeah, yeah, yeah. they seldom get anything, so it's. Uh, hey, hey. Uh, and hey, uh, hey. then we have a system that everybody gets uh, access to the meat from the white. Oh, outstanding! Yeah. So if I kill, if I get a fawn, I get it to myself. If I uh, kill an adult uh, animal, if I've already got some meat, it's just spread to the two uh, next guys
2: in the list getting the meat. So do you would you deliver the meat yourself to them, or is it in a communal freezer? Um, yeah, usually that, it goes like that. I,
1: in practice, I, I killed a buck last year. Uh, okay. I skinned it, I, I uh, take, took it to our uh, common slaughterhouse, the slaughterhouse of our club, a, a small, really small mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. I just hang it up there and just uh, message it with people that, okay, your deer is here, come and get it. Uh,
2: then, then the oh. ones getting the meat go there and uh, cut it down themselves. Whitetail deer meat? something that Finnish people enjoy absolutely yeah a- at least the ones who know at least
1: something about cooking <laughs> there's there's an old uh, saying that nothing uh, divides people or, or nothing is is a more valuable source of argues than moose meat here like moose <laughs> meat is more valuable than gold it's 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 funny uh and some people can value... you sell
2: game meat in the supermarkets in Finland, Auntie?
1: Uh yeah, in restricted way. I don't remember how it goes nowadays. Usually, uh, like before, if you wanted to do it, you'd have to cut it down in a facility that's uh, approved. Approved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, some people do it, but I think most of the meat goes to individual people and hunters. Yeah. But again, moose meat is something that, like, people in Finland think is is, is the best thing there is, uh, which is funny if, because I think, from my perspective, white tail deer tops that easily. And I, I know many people who would always select the white tail deer above the moose meat.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's just all about how you cook it, right? Absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. And fins are. I go back to this once more. Fins are. Like, we have a tradition of hunting for food. We are yeah, meat yeah, yeah. people. And, you yeah, know, yeah. hunting and speaking about hunting as a source of, you know, enjoyment and source of and everything else is, is just trying to pick up. It's
2: just picking up now nowadays. Do you think that, to that point, is hunting becoming more popular in Finland, in your opinion?
1: Uh, I don't know about the numbers but I think the demographics are changing. The, the, there's a big bunch of aging people uh, uh, uh like in the more remote places in Finland that I, where maybe the amount of hunters is is declining but as mm-hmm. we have everybody moving to the cities for the last decades everybody's capitalizing not capitalizing it's you know urbanized, urbanized. yeah mm-hmm. um, we find more and more urban hunters nowadays or people yeah. who live in the cities and go hunt
2: is there a a growing I and mean, maybe I'll I'll throw the counter at you is there a growing anti-hunting sentiment in finland or you hardly ever hear about it and they just almost they pop their head up every so often i, I um i've heard about i I've, I've heard about how it is in, in north america
1: i think uh, oh my god yeah i it's think it's, it's more polarized than that what we have Mm. I remember the the numbers, but the the anti-hunters are like some single percents of people Mm -hmm. here. And then Mm -hmm. there's uh, some kind of a gray area of people who don't really are are like against or
2: pro-hunting. But the majority of Finns approve hunting easily. Why do you think that is? Why do you think North America is so polarized and Finland isn't? Uh, my guess is,
1: is that because what, what I say, we're meat hunters, this is, uh, and being a meat hunter is not something that I, I really say is, is a good thing or a bad thing, but it's kind of because the hunting has been a way of l- like sustaining yourself, getting food mm. to your family and, and uh, mm. it's not done in excessive way. It's, it hasn't been, it hasn't been spoken of a thing you do for enjoyment, for sports it also doesn't divide as many people as it would if we were mm-hmm. speaking about hunting as a sports more.
2: Mm-hmm. You think that's pervasive across the Scandinavian landscape, Auntie? I would Sweden, Sweden, Norway. I
1: would guess so. That's my uh, that's my impression.
2: Are, are the people of Finland? Would you say you're more connected culturally to the landscape, like traditions and heritage? I know you just said that you have a bunch of people moving into the urban centres, but are people still like this? Is our tradition? This is culture, and this is part of our 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 heritage. Yeah. Uh, Again,
1: this is my personal uh, personal uh, perspective, but I, I that's how I see it. It's it's not it's not far away from the ages than we have uh, Hunted and fished to sustain ourselves. Uh, we, we we don't have uh, we don't have that long of a history of people living in the big cities. We, I see Finns as uh, as uh, kind of how, what do you call hunters hunters and gatherers. Hey. Uh, we haven't been anything else. Uh, well, it's not a long time before.
2: That ended, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the Finnish Game Foundation that you're you're running, that you're doing all the things in that you're, you're doing. Um, the reason we got together was, you guys are involved in a pretty substantial um, government backed, EU backed, or was, um, wetland restoration project, right? Yes, yes. Tell us a little bit about that, Auntie. Um, yeah, it's 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 called Sotka project,
1: and the Sotka project um, is a wetland restoration project that started 2020 2020. Yeah, okay. and, and uh, it was started by the Finnish Wildlife Institu- institution, um, and it was funded by our uh, for a Ministry of Forestry and Agriculture. Uh, and for the two years that they did the wetland restoration, their, their uh, target was to restore as many wetlands as they could, uh, contact, uh, get the individual landowners to provide the land for restoration and bringing back waterfowl brooding and, uh, and breeding areas and resting areas and so on. And uh, the, the first two years, it was funded by the ministry. So, so the, basically, the majority of the work Uh, All the bulldozers, everything, damming structures they used to get the water levels high, uh, it was funded by the ministry, funded by our our government. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now started, and and what we did, we collected some money and we also, we kind of subvented some of the landowners' shares to get the biggest wetlands areas to be completed as well. So we kind of contributed in the funding pipeline. In, mm-hmm. in the last bit of it to to make it easier for the landowners but now the, the, the situation has changed um, the same project had had a continu- uh, what do you call it? like a CQL <laughs> Sotka yeah the next step the, the next, next phase yeah f- f- funding for two more years uh, that started to, this year and now okay. Sotka project by the Finnish Wildlife Institution is doing the wetland restoration again but the thing is that the money is, is shorter now. The money uh, from the government actually only uh, funds or, or finances the development of uh, and, and the planning of the sites, which
2: means that they're not doing s- any construction on nothing, the sites. Yeah,
1: that's true. Uh, and uh, what they do is is what the Sotka project does. It uh, gets the application from the landowners. Landowners telling that we have a a potential wetland place here can you do this and then they go they, they first prioritize the 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 sites according to the numbers and whatever they can get the info from then they go check the places and if they're suitable the best ones go to the pipeline uh they start doing plans for restoring it uh it, to extent that they can be actually implemented uh they help with the, some funding you know Funding guiding, but they don't do; they can't do anything more than to that. And then they uh, do some plannings for a success, uh sustainable harvest. Some, you know, hunting regulation on these places, more predator control. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of bunch of stuff, but the most important thing is still missing, and it's the funding for the caterpillar at work and and the dam construction and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, the first project, I, I think they had. It took, like, a million euros in two years to build up the 40-something wetland spaces. It was How, that, many, how many hectares was that? Uh, 650 hectares, if I remember correctly. The average size of one wetland was, like, like 15 hectares, but actually the median uh, size was a little bit smaller, under
2: 10 hectares. Um, and now... Well, so we... there's a lot of construction. It wasn't just like, because yes. a lot of people are listening, they're like a million euros for 650 hectares. Man, that's a lot of money, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. That's per hectare. But if you were doing it at one slog, if it was one wetland of 650 hectares, it wouldn't cost a million. Yeah. But if you're tackling them at 10 hectares at a time- mm The mobilization, demobilization, removing, transport of those big heavy machinery. Yeah. That's where the money is. Supervising
1: the sites and
2: construction Mm -hmm. there, everything. And actually,
1: uh, it was done really cost effectively. I I know that the wetlands done here by other projects outside the Soika project uh, have been, uh, many of them have been a lot more expensive. Their, yeah. their average uh, euros per hectare was something like 3,000. Uh, I, I don't remember correctly, but it was around that. Um, and it's, it's, all the sites they selected were sites where you can actually just uh, take up the water level by the building dams and, and uh, m- make them a seasonal wetlands. So they keep the water high right. as long as, as the birds are there. Uh, when it's not needed anymore, they they let the water down to to make the uh, what do you call it uh, everything grow. Yeah, what,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a it, it's the the natural hydrological cycle of a wetland. Yes, actually, yeah, absolutely. Auntie, how's the duck hunting? How's the duck population in Finland? Um, can't say the numbers. Uh, duck hunting has changed
1: a lot. Uh, we, what do you have, What do you mean? Um. When my father was uh, was a kid, like in the okay. 60's 70s, he said that the uh, ducks were hunted from from the uh, f- f- kind of small scale flyways, what they f- from the um, resting areas to the feeding areas, and the feeding areas were you know wetlands and and you know like the fields, normal, natural places. Now what has happened in in the last some decades um, first the habitats have 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 disappeared a little bit because of the the change in the land using because of the change in the agriculture and everything, and at the same time uh baiting ducks feeding ducks with with oats and everything has yeah. has become a trend and now we are actually struggling with that trend we're struggling with the the disappearing habitats and we're struggling with the baiting or feeding uh, uh there are things, there are solutions being built against debating and feeding right now. Uh, they are not still uh, implemented, but I I have a clue that they are in in a year or two. But anyhow, duck hunting here is uh, some people do it over decoys and and, and calls. Uh, some some people do it as as you do it in North America, and some people are uh, just uh, <laughs> put a. 300 kilos of oats to some duck... Well, that's
2: illegal here in the United States. Yeah, and I understand it.
1: (laughs) It should be here, too. Uh, And then they just shoot them over the oat pile. Mm -hmm. And then there are these uh, traditional traditional duck hunters that just go um, next to this uh, grassy, what do you call this, next to the lakes, next to the rivers, and wait for the
2: Ducks, ducks to come by. Yeah, yeah. The other way, the other method that I know happens in the UK a lot is, it's almost like you 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 you, you walk your way up, you sneak your way up to a wetland and jump shoot ducks. Yeah, i.e., if there are ducks there, you sneak around, yeah. get close enough, pop yourself up. They see you, they jump up out of the water, and yeah. you shoot them.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's one form which is like. Done here as well, yeah. But, but duck hunting in Finland is is I think it's it's on on uh, it, it's changing. We're on an edge of g- change. Mm. Um, mm. Hard to say where
2: where it goes. Uh, but I hope that that is goes- there a duck hunting association? Not that Do I've Do Finnish duck hunters come together? No,
1: no, no. We mm. have hunting clubs uh we have some you know social media groups nowadays concentrated on like uh calling ducks and so on but it, uh-huh. Uh-huh. not an active duck hunting organization uh-huh. Uh-huh. what we're trying to do um we're trying to let's say the long perspective plan for the foundation is to uh, provide good information of sustainable duck hunting how it can be done um yeah, how, how it can be done without harming the population and you know, right,
2: right, right selectively. Is the foundation doing any other work? Obviously, we focused on the wetlands, yeah, because uh, that's how we got involved uh, in Sotka. But is the foundation doing anything else right now in Finland? We're also, oh, oh, we're also supporting uh,
1: uh, wildlife game uh, researchers. We supported uh, one research, uh, Antipironen from. Uh, University of Turku, uh, researching uh, widgeons, planting um, GPS colors to widgeons to find out how the flyways are, where do they migrate from, where do they go? From how well here. they
2: how well they get attracted
1: to oak piles? Yeah, <laughs> that's <too. laughs> that that <laughs> that that's one one thing too. And uh, uh, they're trying to you know, yeah, uh, and that, that's one of the ways. you know, understand where we have to focus the, the, you know, the actions. Wetland restoration
2: efforts. Yes. Right. Yeah. Awesome. So you, is it, is there a specific reason you're focusing just on ducks and wetlands right now? Is that just is like the thing that you believe is probably top priority issue for hunting in Finland right now? And that's what you're focusing on. Yeah. That's the reason why we're focusing on it now. Uh,
1: we do have a lot of um, dried up swamps, what do you call them, peatlands here, yep, yep, uh, yep. for wood production that are not really doing it really well. And uh, one of the next steps we have to start doing is, is start to, you know, work on them as well because they have a big, uh, big effect
2: on, on the water, you know, what, water fil- filtering and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder if you could, in specifically in the peatland scenario, yeah. and I know that the EU probably has some very big directives when it comes to carbon sequestration and carbon markets, uh-huh. carbon budgets. I bet you there's a bunch of money there mm. if you could get a hold of restoring peatlands. Yes. In terms of hydrologies, I think that's that's probably a kind yeah. of tying tying up the carbon, yeah, tying up the carbon. Yeah,
1: that's that's a really big thing. That's uh, let's put it this way: it hasn't been. I haven't had time and and resources sure. to, to jump on that yet, but it's 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 on the list. And um, about the wetlands: wetlands are easy easy areas because they're limited. They they're really um, how do you say they're uh, concrete. Small areas that you mm-hmm. can make effect. You can see the effects, but the peatlands are their owner, owner uh, ownership. Con- what do you call it? Construction of ownerships. There are a lot of owner owners on a big peatland area. Uh, they are much uh, harder to control and much harder to you know get a hold of anybody. You know, having a share of that peatland mm-hmm. or being in an effect of it, of this this, this peatland. So. Mm-hmm. It needs a lot more work to to jump into that, but I know that um, Metsahalitus, the institution of governing Finnish uh, forest equity, mm-hmm. uh, um, has started doing peatland constructions. Amazing, he's doing them really, really, much.
2: Well, auntie I know. Um, I I certainly wanted to. We've been trying to do this for a long time, and um. Wanted to have this conversation, get everyone up to speed with our developing relationship with Finland and the Finnish Game Foundation, and very much appreciate you. And I know that we're going to work on some infographics moving forward and helping you put some, some word on the street and, and elevate your message globally. Um, I did not specifically talk about this today because I am not going to, we're not going to dive down this rabbit hole. We're going to save it for another podcast, Okay, and hopefully we do it in a month's time. Yes. Not six months' time. <laughs> but um, obviously, the Finnish bow hunting study that is yeah. currently happening um, has garnered a lot of attention, specifically as it relates to a bow hunting ban that's happening in South Australia. Yeah. And uh, we'll have to have you back on to talk specifically about that work. And maybe we'll, we'll have you back on once the study publishes some of its work, because right yeah. now, I think they're still trying to, to push that, those results out. Yes,
1: absolutely. Uh, the study, um, I hope we're getting the numbers done during the spring. And after that, it's going to be formed as, as a publication that I, I don't know still who our veterinary is going to push it for, for publication. But I know Perfect. a lot of people, a lot of countries are actually waiting for the
2: results. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, Auntie, thank you so much, my man. Let us know if we can do anything for you, okay? Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening. As always, leave a review, share it with your friends. And most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.